Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Your path to e-commerce success starts right here. You're listening to Practical E-Commerce, the podcast for e-commerce results. Welcome back to another Practical E-Commerce podcast. My name is Brian Getting, and this is our weekly podcast for the week of October 16th, 2006. Uh, we're continuing with our email marketing theme here in this podcast. Uh, Mitch Bettis is continuing to speak with Clint Smith, who is the fo- co-founder of My Emma Email Marketing at uh, www.myemma.com. Uh, in today's podcast, they discuss several important tips about sending email campaigns, uh, particularly the subject line and how to improve uh you know the how many people open the email how to uh include paid ads in the email in in a mass email newsletter for example or uh also just to how to sort of generally improve your email campaign so i'm gonna go ahead and turn this over to mitch bettis who once again is speaking with clint smith of my emma when constructing an email or whatever type of campaign what role of importance does the subject line play in terms of getting my email read and are there telltale things that should be included there my business name or a particular buzzword about my offer is there some advice you can provide about how to spruce up your subject line sure you know you have to remember that the subject line really is in many ways the most important sentence of the entire email because as you pointed out earlier, in some cases people are viewing this, viewing only the subject lines before they decide whether to open that email or not. They may be viewing part of the email through a preview, preview pane. So this is your teaser. This is your chance to lure them or entice them into reading the rest of the email and stopping as they fan through their inbox and giving you just a few minutes of, your, of their time. So in general, we tell people, yes, it's a, it's a great place, first and foremost, to identify yourself. If you're building a list of people who know you, and who want to hear from you, then the, the, the best thing in the world you can do with the subject line is to make sure that they know that it's you. Um, most, uh, a poll recently found that when, when people were asked, well, what makes you decide whether or not to read an email from someone, uh, most of them said it was the company themselves. Was it somebody that I trust and know and respect and, and, and like hearing from? So it's a very good idea to identify yourself and, and the from name and the from address and then possibly also in the subject line. The nice thing about leading off a subject line with something that identifies you is that it also gives people a quick way to go back and reference your earlier emails. Um, they can sort their inbox by subject line and suddenly all of the ones that they received from you show up in order. So that's also a nice little benefit of that. In general, beyond that, we, we try to encourage people not to be generic. The subject line, August newsletter, isn't exactly uh, telling me why this is any better than the, or different from the July newsletter, and, and it doesn't give me any clue as to what's inside this email worth reading. So. Um, 
as much as each email you create and each campaign you send is unique, the subject line should reflect that, should also be unique. Those are sort of the two big tips. Beyond that, it's really an art uh, more than a science, and it's taking into account your audience and your own style and knowing where to draw that line between informing and enticing but not giving away the entire scoop and, and giving them some, holding something back so that there's suspense to uh, you know, what the rest of the email contains. And then it, our biggest advice of all is experiment. Break your list in half and try a couple different subject lines and see, let the response data speak for itself and tell you which one worked better. We had a customer recently who we thought came up with a great idea and basically opened up uh, a contest uh, to their staff and said basically, you guys come up with your own subject lines, we'll, we'll split the list and we'll try them and whoever gets the, the highest open and click rates gets uh, launch on Friday. So there's some fun ways to experiment with that because at the end of the day, uh, you just want to try some different things and see um, how they work. And the response tracking is great for that. Many online and brick-and-mortar businesses do produce some kind of regular communication to their customers or potential customers, a newsletter of some sort. Does a professionally managed service like what my Emma provides and others help them improve that process? Um, how do they kind of move beyond the idea of a quarterly newsletter philosophy in terms of their communication with their customers? Well, you know, the quarterly is, are, is, is, a, is a great jumping-off point for a lot of companies. In some cases, you have an organization that is, is comfortable with that publication cycle, and, and often it's, it's the first thing that they transfer from print to email. So the quarterly newsletter is great. Again, you, you want to make sure that you're not building up the newsletter into some, some huge daunting task where there's a chance that, that you may miss that, that deadline. We have a lot of customers who, who start by saying, I just want the ability to create a very nice professional email newsletter that gives us some tracking and helps us really understand what our audience is interested in. And typically what happens is, more often than not, they start with the quarterly newsletter and then they realize, you know what, in between those, wouldn't it be nice to send a, a, a short, brief email about an event that's happening next Friday or some recent news that we had. And, and in a lot of ways, just once you get the newsletter down, you find other slightly more spontaneous uh, and focused ways to get emails out in and around them. And in general, part of our advice to people on the frequency side, which is, again, something that, that is entirely based on you and your audience and, and what you have to say, um, but quarterly is a great place to start. Um, in most cases, it's great if you can get out in front of people at least once a month. Again, making sure that, that when you do, you have something you know, of import to say. But it, it stays, helps you stay in front of uh, your customers or your, or your members. You're reaching out and just reminding them that you're there and doing some great things. Are there opportunities with doing a newsletter or any kind of communication through this type of service where I can add advertisements or sponsorships, some kind of paid component to augment revenue or provide a new revenue source for my business? Absolutely. Um, you know, associations, nonprofits, I think, are, are becoming really good at this, where you could take, for example, a two-column layout that's very easy to put together and use that right-hand column for sponsorships and ads. And you could have one sponsor who signs on for the whole thing, or you could have three or four of those and, and make that pretty affordable, but it's a great way for, example, an association or nonprofit to open this up to their members, uh, their volunteers, and, and like you said, help offset the cost of this and, and even go so far as to turn this into a little bit of a moneymaker. So that's a, it's, it's a great opportunity. And then the nice thing about having response tracking 
is that you can then go back to that sponsor, that advertiser, and say, look, you, this is how many people received this email and saw it, and this is how many people clicked on the link to visit your website. So you've got some, some numbers to show them after it's all been done. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks again to uh, Clint Smith, and go ahead and check them out at www.myemma.com to uh, improve your email campaign. Also make sure to go to www.practicalecommerce.com and check out our community forums. And uh, we'll see you next week.